everybody. Welcome to the Let's Be Real podcast. We have an amazing, amazing show for you tonight, or this morning, whenever you listen to this. Uh, today, we are, of course, joined by the Mason. hunky Mason, the adorkable Jordan. Hey, guys. <laughs> adorkable. <laughs> yeah, look at him. Oh, boy. And uh, me, Can't Caleb. Now, of course, we record this about a week behind, so today is election day. So yes, naturally, we're going to talk about Star Wars. Always. And we're really, really excited. Palpatine um, Vader 2016. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A um, force you can get behind. <laughs> so good. Um, but before we before we hop into this, because it's it's gonna get good. It's gonna get really really good. Uh, Doctor Strange came Doctor out this week. You know, I'm actually really proud of myself. Saucer Supreme. I made time out of my busy schedule to go see it. Like, so good job, George. I usually <laughs> I usually try when it comes to like Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I try as much as possible to see it like either the midnight premiere or opening weekend. Mm-hmm. But the way like just like with a lot of stuff going on with my schedule and whatnot, like I wasn't able to see it opening mm-hmm. weekend or the or premiere midnight, whatever it was. So like finally I had a free time on Sunday and I was just like, All right, I'm going to theater. Matinee price, let's go. And I was like so glad I did because that movie was a treat. Yes, it like, was. That was so yes, good. It was. That was actually almost kind of refreshing for me. Yeah. The, 2006 the, same here. 2016 has been such a just like a, a rough like mm-hmm. <laughs> a rough week uh, year for movies and like with I agree I think the last one I saw in theaters was Suicide Squad and I was just like yeah. let down by that movie yeah. so much and I was just like here. all right I went to go see Doctor Strange and I like I should know better because it's Marvel yeah <laughs> they've proven at this point they can do anything well I was just like yep all right Marvel is just once again prove that they can do anything and that was one of the first (laughs) movies i've seen yeah like you said like in forever where i just i caught myself just leaning back in my seat and just kind of smiling like Mm -hmm. it was it was so beautiful it was so oh my gosh the visuals so pretty that's that was like the that was like the biggest concern people had we're like okay so how are we going to like show like scott ditka's is that his the uh, yeah. artist's name scott, scott ditka scott yeah. ditka's uh famous psychedelic artwork yeah. in the movie it was and, it, and, then, and then everyone was like the first we the, did it the first trip or whatever he took on looked ki- i was like is this the stargate scene <laughs> you know yeah. i was like it was awesome it was so it it was awesome and oh and yeah we may spill a little spoiler beans. Yeah, for heads warning. up. Oh, yeah. We're trying not to give away the whole point of this show, but but if you are very by the time this podcast is uploaded, it would have been a week, and you haven't seen it by now. That's your own fault. Yeah, I'm no. sorry. It's <laughs> crazy how the whole thing was a dream, right? Yeah. Oh, oops. Oh, Inception no. reference because buildings bend. Oh, that that <laughs> made me so mad. Down, like when the Inception? trailer, f- no, when the trailer first oh, came yeah. out for this movie, everyone was like, yeah. "Oh, it's just like Inception." I'm like, "No, oh, shut up. It shut is up. not." <laughs> sling ring. Aww, multiverse yeah. hello he's wearing his sling ring he, it wasn't a dream all along or whatever what's the oh, yeah. inception thing where he's wearing, he's wearing the, his the totem ring. the totem yeah, yeah his, ring. his ring or no his, his ring dreams. he wears his ring in his dreams because he's married but he doesn't wear it in real life because he's not so, so and no everyone thinks it's the top but it's not it's the ring yeah we're talking about inception by the way not dr strange <laughs> actually we're talking about dr strange plot twist now oh. we're talking about dr strange <laughs> we, we were referencing a thing from inception in case okay you seen Which, it how did the... y'all feel about tilda swinton i think she as was the ancient one so i know there's a lot of backlash for her being there was, casted as a there was. as an ancient one but that's because like i think a lot of people were kind of didn't realize that the ancient one and the way this movie was like and i don't know i can't remember if it was like that in the comics but the ancient one was more of a position than it was a person. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's always going to be an ancient one. Like, at some point, Doctor Strange will be considered the ancient one, maybe one day from yeah. now, <laughs> if he lives that long. Um, 
but Ooh, like, um, but I thought so. Tilda Swinton's a great actress. Almost every she movie is. I've seen her, and she's played some really bizarre roles, mm-hmm. and she's yeah. done a, such a great job at them. She played like this like crazy like, I guess like, uh, like Captain Lady and Snowpiercer mm-hmm. with Chris Evans in it, mm-hmm. and like well not Captain, she was just like taking tally and roles like the like the like the rule person like. Mm-hmm. She 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 did not look like Tilda Swinton. I was thinking of like Lion Witch and Wardrobe. She does Tilda a good was, job at doing that too. She little, can really transform herself. For, yeah. Until after that movie, because I just kind of saw it on Netflix one day. I was like, Oh, Chris Evans. Oh, indie movie. I kind of heard about this, and then I watched it. Like, <laughs> Snowpiercer. I really liked that, and then I. And then like, that, it, and it was like, Wait, that, that was her? That was Tilda Swinton. Yeah. What? <laughs> Wait, what? She does great. I don't know if you would call it like a character acting, but. She gets into her roles yeah, and she, she transforms. It's a very unique style of, I think, yeah. like method acting in general. Yeah, because it's not like out there, like charactery, but it's also like not too grounded. It's very, mm-hmm. very playful, for lack of a better term, and it it yeah. works. It works, and especially she, in the Marvel she, universe. Every scene she was in and Doctor Strange, she was she rocked it. Like I felt like every scene she was in was just a cool moment because she always kind of was was dropping something on on the Doctor <laughs> Strange because he fell. No pun intended. Yeah. So, um, back to Strange. Back to Doctor Strange. Um, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Mm. But from a cinematic, from a directorial style input, I mean, from a uh, viewpoint, um, I would not say that it is the best Marvel movie to date. Um, it's up there for sure. But what would you say is so the best Marvel? Movie? I was thinking a lot about this. I think the movies that define Marvel as well, or that, or the Marvel universe as we, or cinematic universe as we know it, that are on them like as themselves are like solid, perfect movies almost. Are Iron Man the first one, mm-hmm. okay. Guardians of the Galaxy, okay. and Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I think those three movies do are very well written, very well directed. The plots are very thorough. Um, I mean, obviously, no movie's a perfect movie except for Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah. Um, but those three oh, movies God. are very perfect in their own way, and from a from a cinematic viewpoint as well. Like they're framed very well, mm-hmm. they're directed very well. The chemistry on the of the actors of between the actors on the on the camera are are is awesome. Like it, they're very well done movies. Doctor Strange, I would not say has got maybe a will over time, but has not. It's not with those three yet. No, but I did enjoy it a lot. It's definitely one of the, probably the the top f- in the top five for sure, but I not agree. in the top three. Um, just a couple of like discrepancies I saw in a little bit of things. I think it's in the top three. Um, well, yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, it's so what I do. What I do like about it is that it is refreshing. It is a very is. different Marvel movie from what we've seen before, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of there's a. It's also I think it's been a while since we've actually had like a like an actual standalone mm-hmm. superhero origin story. Everything else has kind of been tied into something else, part of the larger MCU universe. This was refreshingly original and mm-hmm. standalone. There was like a few subtle references of like the Avengers handle the big threats. Yeah. We handle more Ma- mystical things. Mason or, literally and, moaned in the theater as we, we went to the midnight release together and he literally moaned like, oh, as he said that line. They did. They they went through with the Wi-Fi joke. They did it. I was thinking <laughs> maybe it was just so the trailer. Much. They're not going to put in the actual movie. They do that sometimes, but they did it. And I was physically pained when it happened. <laughs> I, 
I still think Marvel humor is one of the best. Like, it had some very funny of the moments. Best humors I thought out there. the levitating, uh, what was it that called? That cape was awesome. It, the cape, the was, cape awesome. was amazing. It the cape a, of levitation. It had a lot of good physical comedy. It was the best character too. That's something I, in I the movie. Realized is kind of void aside from like. Except for the part where the cape killed that man. I was yes, like, yes, <laughs> I wasn't sure to just that. bludgeoned his head. Yeah. I was not prepared for that. I get he's the bad guy, but this is probably like one of the more graphic Marvel movies we've had. Because yeah. good lord, man. And like everybody in the theater when we saw it was like, ha ha ha. And I'm like, no. He's dying. He's, he's getting suffocated by a like, cape. Like if that, his head if that cape moved, like his head would be gone. Like, but it's okay pieces. because when Doctor Strange walked away, he's he like did the whole thing with his cape, and I was yeah, just like, oh, yeah. Doctor he's Strange okay. is here. Yeah. Like, you know, it's awesome. What Benedict Cumberbatch guys? Benedict. So I thought he was good. At the, Marvel has not only proven they can literally make anything they want and mm-hmm. it'll be good, but they've also proven they are the best at casting. Yes. Like, yeah. I cannot before. From Iron Man in two thousand nine, two thousand eight till now, cannot think of a of a role where they could have casted someone better. Yeah, like, like they've always casted top notch actors for these roles. Like Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch is St- Doctor Stephen Strange. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is Loki. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they have done such a great job at casting these mm-hmm. people. Someone once told me, he was like, uh, one of my coworkers actually was like, hey, you know, like Doctor Strange was awesome. Like, did a great job with Benedict Cumberbatch. I personally would have liked to see Joaquin Phoenix as Doctor Strange. Well, and I was oh, like, I wouldn't have wanted to. I, I was like, Joaquin Phoenix up. couldn't have see, done it. Well, when I when they first casted Benedict Cumberbatch, I was like, Joaquin Phoenix. I love Joaquin Phoenix. Me yeah. too. And I, I was love like, Joaquin and they heard because he was the front runner for the longest time. And then they were like, no, Benedict Cumberbatch. And I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, man, Joaquin Phoenix, that's a missed opportunity. But now, like, looking at it now, Benedict Cumberbatch I, knocked it out of the park. I'm and I think, I don't want to say he did better than I think Joaquin Phoenix could have done, but it would have been a different movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A very and different movie. I love Joaquin Phoenix, but I agree. Th- th- this would have been a completely different movie if we had seen him. And I'm glad we got the movie that we got, honestly. I One thing, because we were talking about how... Um, they mentioned the Marvel and everything. I think it makes a lot of uh, aspects of it cooler. It's kind of like we have this whole new aspect to the Marvel universe now. Like this totally kind of flips the Marvel universe on its mm-hmm. head because we have now have this whole different aspect to the whole universe. There's a, this whole other dimension of threats that we're protecting Earth from now. We're not only protecting for Earth physically, but we're also protecting it like from these other dimensions now. And I feel like it's going to add a whole new layer. And I really want them to use that effectively in the movies to come. And I feel like it could be a really cool tool for Marvel to use, like all these new dimensions and aspects to bend and turn through all these. But yeah, I'm scared to see <laughs> what they're going to do. I don't want them to just kind of like drag, drag along Doctor Strange as like Sorcerer Supreme and nothing else, yeah. you know, just kind of like. Well, we've we've kind of talked about this before. How each Marvel movie is very, very different in every way between the form, the content, and just the characters. They're all very different. And uh, I mean, look at Winter Soldier. Like, I mean, if that's I, like a spy espionage yeah, movie, it's, it's very, very different from <laughs> Doctor Strange. And if they would have put um, Dormammu in there, it would have been like, oh, what? But I, I get what you're saying, and I and I like the idea. But I also really hope we stick with that defined. You know, this movie's this movie. Thor is still this fantastical, and this could be where they intermingle. Of course, I mean, Thor, I mean, Dormammu would have fit in well there. Whereas Iron Man One, it would have been I, whack. Well, 
it's also like way before any of this really happened. What I'm excited. So Doctor Strange not only just is refreshing standalone superhero origin story, which I haven't seen in a while, and I'm really glad uh, that this movie is out here and it exists. One thing I am excited though is that how this movie sets up the MCU for the next year or two, mm-hmm. like because of this movie's success, because what this movie has like uh, stated what was going to happen within this within the MCU. We're going to see some very different things, very strange, no pun intended, very strange things in the other movies. Like, I don't know if y'all saw that first, that mid credit scene, yeah. where he was talking with Thor about Loki, and he was like, all right, spoilers. let's find him. Like, Thor Ragnarok, people are already saying, like, oh, they're wait. like, we think Doctor Strange is going to be in Thor Ragnarok. And I would be no, like, yeah. heck yeah, I don't want to wait another year or two mm. to see him again. Like, bring him in, Do- yeah. Thor. And I don't want him to just be like... A, like a just a side character though, yeah. I I feel like he's such a character. I don't I don't think I don't do think that. he will be to be honest. Because what I mean logistically with uh with Robert Downey Jr. walking out in in a couple of years because he only has like what one or two more movies left and he two, and yeah. he said he's done. Like they're they're gonna have to put someone else, not replace him, but put another character in yeah. that kind of fits his role, Doctor or maybe Strange. or maybe move another character up so that Doctor Strange has room. But because like the character himself, he's one. He's probably one of the most powerful characters yes. in the yes, Marvel universe. Like I remember in the comics in Civil War, he oh, stood yes. out. He like refused to partake in Civil War, and like one of his got one of his like servants or was like Doctor Strange. Why don't you do this? Like you could, <laughs> you could end all of this with like a wi- like like a whisper into someone's ear or like a wiggle of like your finger. You you could end it all. And he was like, No, I'm gonna stay elevated and focus on other things that matter. This will this started organically and it will end organically and I'm just like he has the power so to end cool. one Doctor of the biggest comic book story arcs in the world and he's just like nah <laughs> and and that's the thing is I want them to use them like that throughout the universe I want them to be this all wise you know powerful character I don't want them just become magic man who's gonna come in and use his magic you know I just I yeah. I'm just I'm just scared that he's gonna get whitewashed like, in like, like a, a Marvel you movie you don't want you know? him to be Iron Man with different effects yeah I don't want, like I want him I want him to be this beams. wise knowing you know because you kind of see him start transforming into that and i want to see him like really take on that role and i think marvel's smart enough i know marvel's smart enough not to do anything quite that severe i i'm sure they'll give us i think they understand the weight his character plays i also think that he's gonna if uh, hopefully logist you have to also look at it logistically how long is benedict going to be willing to play this part hopefully forever (laughs) (laughs) or until he dies or whatever but like (laughs) old man doctor strange yeah (laughs) but like he's probably like one of those key characters that fights off against thanos and he's probably like him and like maybe a team up with like captain marvel whoever is going to end up being like Mm -hmm. they actually destroy thanos and that's the end of the mc universe and we don't have to experience phase four (laughs) (laughs) hopefully (laughs) um but like this movie was awesome i enjoyed listening to it i enjoyed watching like I was no. I don't think anyone was expecting Dormammu to have that big of a role. No, like I thought. Yeah, were, like I thought it was what? What was the Malekith? What is his name? The actor that played the bad guy, uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yes, that's another <laughs> character he played. I, he has like some weird. Yeah, name. yeah I'll look it up. I, I'll look I, Everyone thought he was going to be the main villain, which he was. Mm -hmm. But then Dormammu came out of nowhere. Like I thought there was going to be like a subtle hint to him. Like they like tease in a trailer, like he like Doctor Strange like goes on that vision quest, whatever, and he like sees the eyes of Dormammu, and everyone's like, oh, that's it, that's all we're going to see. 
But no, like your mom, your Dormammu is actually like very mm. vital to it. Mads Mickelson. That's yeah. who it is. Yeah, he he was great too. I he enjoyed. Did, he, did he, good. he gave me chills. I'll be honest. He did. Um. Uh. Other than that, like, gosh, that move. I'm gonna go watch that movie again. To be honest, I that was just such a to. treat. That was such a treat. We saw it in 3D too. Oh and yeah, it was actually pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it. if I haven't seen a 3D movie in a while, but it was a treat. You know, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. So, so wrapping up thoughts on Doctor Strange, um, I definitely give it like out of ten stars, probably like an eight point five. Yeah, I'm there. I'm eight point five, please, Marvel, don't ruin them. Like I don't <laughs> at this point, you know, I I think I've said before at this point, I don't care if it has the Marvel thing on it. I'm giving them my money. Oh yeah, what'd you guys think of the new Marvel thing, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was about to say like it that's was really cool. It was cool. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> well, I think. What's really cool now is like they're they're shifting from the comics that are their source, which used to be when the Marvel op- when the opening Marvel title would open up, it would be like the comic book pages flipping, and then Marvel would stick out, which I kind of like. But now, know. which is awesome. But now it's revealing the word Marvel filled with the colorful heroes. I think uh, I think it now pays homage to their massive success uh, by jumping between the scenes of their blockbuster library. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it, it's a really cool transition from look at what we've done and look at what we're going to yeah. do, like. Like I think that logo is telling us, hey, we've done this. Get ready because this yeah. is about to happen. It's kind of like if I mean, in like hopefully not five years when they're still making twenty a year. But I mean, yeah. I'm sure, like maybe this is them kind of saying, hey, this one's a little different from what we've done before, and it's just gonna keep getting more different. And be ready for it. In a good way. Not, in a good way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's really. I, I, I threw me off too because I heard a, a little bit about that, but I didn't realize what it was going to exactly be like. But now I'm like, that is refreshing and yeah. it is really cool. And Doctor Strange is unlike any Marvel hero anyone's ever seen. Mm-hmm. I was when I was when I went to go see it. There was like this this family sitting next to me, like this little like ten year old uh, <laughs> kid sitting next to me. They had no idea what was going on. They're like, wait, 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 what, what, what's going on? Like, they were like questioning. I was, first of all, I was annoyed because they were talking. <laughs> I was like, shut up. <laughs> Did you go see this at Alamo? No, you I should have. They would have gotten that. I saw it at Cinemark. <gasps> so did we. Oh, so good. We had yeah. really nice. This one was the one with the, the lounge. recliners. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I went to because it was cheap and it was matinee. I went on Sunday morning, so um, <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm a baller on the budget. I I gotta I gotta hey, be careful. Yeah, baller on a budget. The but, adorkable Jordan baller yeah. on a budget. So that was it. Was refreshing to see, and I really enjoyed that. So, anyways, but yeah, eight out of eight point five stars out of ten. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna see it again. So very very pretty to watch, and not just because of Benedict Cumberbatch. All hey. right, Star Wars, gentlemen. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> I I'll go ahead and just say Star Wars was, I believe, my first fandom, and it holds such a strong strong place in my heart. Just from my childhood, I still get goosebumps anytime I hear that Force theme. The, See, see, it's so iconic and it's so good. Well, (laughs) I I think it is. Um, What do you think, Jordan? I hear you smirking over there. I hear your smirk. (laughs) So, (laughs) oh man, I (laughs) love Star Wars. I really do. I grew up with it. Like almost anyone who is listening to this podcast will say, Mm -hmm. like, I grew up with it. I fell in love with it. I got in the habit of watching episode five every Christmas because it had snow in it. And I was like, it's Christmas. It's a Christmas movie, right? <laughs> this class is a Christmas movie, right? 
episode five is also like my favorite Star Wars movie ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if that will change anytime soon with the introduction of the newer movies. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But there are the more older I get and the more interested I get in filmmaking, the more discrepancies I see in the Star Wars franchise, and I'm like, yeah. it bugs me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna say first of all, George Lucas. <laughs> brilliant genius or just one lucky dude because <laughs> i think at first i thought george lucas was the gr- one of the greatest directors in the world because mm-hmm. i remember watching american graffiti and it's not like a fantastic movie by any means yeah. and it was like one of his earlier films he did but it wasn't bad either mm-hmm. and then like star wars a, a new hope like everyone lost their minds over this movie and then uh an uh, empire strikes back came out everyone's like george lucas can do no wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> And episode six, uh, Revenge, uh, Return of the Jedi came out, and was like, eh, Star Wars, yeah, still good. And then the prequels came out, and that's when everyone was like, who the heck the prequels gave is, this guy the is money? a testament to how I think George Lucas was a lucky man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I do want to say is, because I recently rewatched um, most of the Star Wars. I, did, I don't think I rewatched A New Hope, but... The prequels, the best one, one of the best, one ones. of the best ones. Yeah, you yeah, watch yeah, yeah. all of them except the one that well, started it all. Well, because <laughs> I always, if anybody ever says I haven't seen Star Wars, it's oh, let's watch Star Wars, and of course you start them off with you know chronological order. So I start them off with, I've seen that one so many times, it's not even funny. But the prequels had some good ideas. They had good ideas, they but were they were not executed so well. Poorly. All right, all right. Was this a good idea? Midi-chlorians. No, no, not it a good was idea. not. <laughs> there was way more bad ideas than good ideas. So, I <laughs> honestly, my favorite I'm... part of the prequels was the scene where Emperor Palpatine and Anakin Skywalker are sitting in that theater or whatever, yeah. and he's like talking about his master. Yeah. I think that was easily one of the best moments of the prequels because it really delved into the, the lore. We, lore. we oh, got like can- yes. canon Star Wars. Yes. And I felt yes. like that was the one yes. time in the prequels that we really progressed the story mm-hmm. in a meaningful manner. Yeah. Honestly. Because yes. the rest of the time it kind of felt like Anakin's teen angst yeah. and his crush, you know, like it, it, it didn't feel like we were progressing yeah. Star Wars. What do, you, what do you guys think of Hayden Hayden Christensen? That's his name, right? The actor? I think he received poor instruction. I was going to say, because um, if, if you look, there's so many like mediocre performances from great actors take sam jackson some of his lines are just weird feeling but it's sam jackson one of the most charismatic men alive so you know it's not purely the actor's fault so i've seen a couple of other movies that hayden christensen starred in Mm -hmm. a couple of them i i like to call considered like the the superhero boot or the superhero interest movies the ones that kind of like started the superhero phase were in like push or jumper yeah he was in jumper he wasn't bad in that, but it was also a low-budget movie, so it, like it wasn't fantastic in either. But I think he did a lot better acting in that one than he did in the prequels. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think he received poor instruction. And if he like actually like went to a couple classes and learned more, he probably yeah. would have been a lot better actor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> go to acting school, Hayden. Go to, <laughs> go to acting school, Hayden, please. Yeah. Um, but everyone, like you said, everyone else kind of like suffered from that too. It was George Lucas was like kind of like was allowed for some reason to direct everything yeah. and it just didn't make sense because that's kind of not how episodes four and five mm-hmm. were made like george lucas lucked out on the crew the casting yeah. and the crew that he had for episodes four and five and mm-hmm. you can read about it and the people that he worked with the art directors the set designers the composers uh or composer yeah. um and like the associate directors and all them like the people he worked with were people who were like 
really good and worked really well. The chemistry that the production team had was awesome. He could not get a better production team for that time. And I just per- I think that's like what really helped make Star Wars successful. And the funny part was it wasn't just George Lucas. Mm-hmm. He had like a legitimate like think tank helping him mm-hmm. f- flesh out these ideas. Um cuz let's be honest, his original vision was a Flash Gordon remake. Yeah. He that's what got him into the business. A lot of people don't know this, but he <laughs> if you understand it now, you see the similarities between Star Wars and the early uh, 60s, 70s Flash Gordon mm. uh, TV show and movies. Like he wanted to make Flash Gordon, but he couldn't afford to, <laughs> and so he was like, "I'll just make my own version." And then he had like this like really crappy. Yeah, he had like this really like crappy thing, and then like he got some help with it, and like yeah. it it formed later on through a lot of progression. I was like, gonna say, yeah, if you look into like the <laughs> history of how he thought of Star Wars, it's so drastically different. He in so many ways. It, it was so lazy too, to be honest. Like he was just like <laughs> yeah. like like so the 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 mo- the iconic like title cross that mm-hmm. every episode starts with with like the hit the summary of what's to be expected and like the mm-hmm. setting up the scene like that cross title whatever it's called what, i know it's super flash weird. gordon did that flash mm. gordon started that or i think or or he based it off of flash gordon can we just talk about how good is flash gordon it's so good it's <laughs> so of its time yeah <laughs> in a good way in a good way it's when very we, much like 70s we, and 80s it's, when are we ever gonna know like that that cliffhanger is probably one of the best in cinematic history to the, to the first movie. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. Um, Man, talk about it for hours. But but, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> but so it, 4 and 5 were really lucky in that cuz they he just had brilliant like those people. And then 6 he was left alone a little bit more and as you can Kinda tell did his Yeah, Lucas there was thing. <laughs> Another thing too, he wasn't going to original. He was so he didn't direct the sixth movie. He produced it. Um, he wasn't originally going to direct it. He was originally going to let Steven Spielberg direct it. Mm-hmm. This is where it gets funny. <laughs> Apparently, Guild. the Directors Guild that he was a part of, like, did not want him to do that title cross. Apparently, like, in order to be a part of the Directors Guild and like, in order for your movie to get their approval, or whatever, you had to follow these certain rules or guidelines. I don't know a whole lot about it. I wish I did more reading on that. Um, but apparently, you had to start your movie off with like the with like the casting or like say, the I cast think, title the credits first or whatever. Thing that has to pop up is yeah, the, it's like the, Indiana Jones, like start up Indiana Jones, was like the credits or like Guardians of the Galaxy. If you remember, like it was like the people starring in it at the bottom. Like that's how apparently like they want those movies to start. He didn't do that. He was like, no, I want to start with the title cross because Flash uh-uh. Gordon. <laughs> I'm George and, uh, Lucas and, and I'm um, a rebel with no cause. <laughs> and and they they like revoked his his membership because of that. And because he's not a member of the Directors Guild, he can't use Directors Guild satisfied, I mean, uh, satisfied, Directors Guild certified uh, directors for his film. Um, it's like a whole, that's where you realize that Hollywood's more about politics than it is about anything else. Um, is that still a rule today? I don't know. I have no idea. I just know that that was the big issue. Because personally, I'm not the biggest fan of opening credits. And then he used like this. Yeah, neither am I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I he, don't think anybody is. He used like this, like it worked for Guardians of the Galaxy. I I enjoyed it, that. You see, it, and that's the thing is like depends on your execution. Yeah, yeah. I it mean, could just be mind lump, just just boring. Uh, it kind of goes back to the classic with more restrictions or you know like a lower budget, you get more creative with it. And Guardians of the Galaxy did it super well, and mm-hmm. you know it probably is still a rule, and they just had to conform to it, and they did it really well. Yeah, and. <laughs> So he didn't get to use Steven Spielberg, which honestly that kind of would have been pretty cool to be honest. 
he uses like other guy Richard something. I don't know what his last name is. Mm. And it, the movie, I don't know if a lot of people pick up on this, but if you like watch the first, the four and five, and you watch six, there's a little bit more of a choppiness to six. Yeah. And the plot wasn't real as fleshed out as four was. Um, like, like how did how were they able to destroy the f- field generator? Like no one was pop, like no one was guarding that. Mm-hmm. Like and Ewoks, little little tiny fat koala bear things, were able to take down an empire that's been ruling the galaxy for de- for like um, a decade. Okay, now. they just took out one battalion on Endor. <laughs> it wasn't the entire empire. That doesn't make any sense. The Ewoks. They had are sticks and spears, good. and the empire had walkers and pew, speeders pew. And, and and like a whole battalion. The Ewoks sticks. had gliders. <sighs> they had wicket. So, anyways. <laughs> That was my thing. Um, I, um, I just, yeah. One thing so. I will say is, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I six is still one of my favorites. Easy, easy, easy. Um, one thing I love is Luke Skywalker. I, I'm a huge visual guy, and I love mm. his wardrobe. And like, it's gonna it sounds just really weird, but like that black mm-hmm. kind of robe. There's the metaphors kinda, within his yeah, wardrobe. and like the way he acts and Mark Hamill. Can we just appreciate Mark Hamill? I love, I love Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. One of the most beloved voiceover a- uh, actors of our generation, yes, for sure. Yes, he's great. He is the Joker. He is the Joker. <laughs> he is the he Joker. Is the Joker. Um, move over to Ledger and Leto. There's a new uh, guy in town. <laughs> um, um, he didn't do the Joker in the last Batman game, though. No, it was the guy, what's It was his name? Troy Baker. Yeah. He yeah, played yeah. Joel in the last of And us. he did well. He definitely he did. He did a good job. Oh, I like Joel. He was good. Joel. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it was just, it's it was different. I don't know. But the prequels, man, that's that's what Star Wars would look like if it was just up to George Lucas. And it Star was. Wars would not be what it was if it wasn't for his team he had for Episode Four. Now mm-hmm. this is pod racing. Yeah, Best he relied way too heavily on well, CGI. And one thing I do want to address with that, because as I was rewatching it and kind of like looking into it, is those really big sets, like those huge cities, that wasn't really done a whole lot before. Like the huge sets and CGI. Granted, it didn't look great, but it it was pretty inventive, and they did look really but it, good. But it wasn't done well. Yeah, <laughs> well, like it set but people I mean, up to use it, and then be but, done but well. Like, but he what is didn't it? Ta- it well. Tatooine is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah, or no? Well, what's the think about city? think about to the original Star Wars? There were a lot of really big sets. Like there are some big sets, like yeah. when the Luke gets his hand cut off. I'm trying to think of the scene. Like that was a a big big set and everything but they didn't use like cgi or stuff like that for well they it. used a green screen all they well, yeah, all they had was a balcony that's not a huge set no like the whole room itself though like it was a big cavernous you know like tube well it looked like it, it was a green screen wasn't it but it was done well a green screen it was done well okay. but in the prequels it wasn't done well you see what i'm saying yeah, though yeah. like in the in the originals it was done well and that was like in the seventies. When, when did they do that one? Late seventies, the fourth one. The fourth one. That was yes. late seventies. Yeah. Um, mid mid to late. We clearly did our homework. But um, in the prequels, it just wasn't done well, though. It, you got it. Okay. It, like it, no, it wasn't executed perfectly by any means. But f- for it being one of the first movies to do that and do it, like just out there. I mean, he wasn't trying to hide it. Obviously. I mean, there was there's so many scenes or just shots of huge cities. Mm-hmm. Um, too many, in my opinion. Too many. With some, just George Lucas and his uh, tr- 
what is it? His slide transitions. Oh. Why? Although I will say, in the Force Awakens, they do it, and it doesn't look awful. They pay homage, but it works. I noticed that about that movie. I yeah. was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen better transitions, but I get what they're doing. Yeah, here. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, transitions are weird. Transitions are weird, man. Speaking of that, Doctor Str. No, I'm kidding. Nah. Um. But oh oh I get it that was funny uh, <laughs> very funny but yeah, like um like uh yeah <laughs> so one thing that I always enjoyed as a kid before like I really embraced the prequels was the fact that like in the original uh, trilogy like there was the force it was like this crazy thing the force was everything was everyone around mm-hmm. it um it was always there. What I didn't like in the prequels was they quantified the Force by how many magic bugs you had in your blood. And that really took away the mystery of it. Because I Mm -hmm. always felt like when you're talking about something like that, like you want to keep it a mystery. Like we're probably never going to know like the real the real truth or reasoning behind like why Doctor Strange can do the magic. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's like a whole energy from the multiverse. But like still, you you don't really understand that. Now you do. It's like, oh. There's he li- now has magic bugs in his blood. He is now a magical sword wielding space monk. Uh-oh, cool. Anakin <laughs> didn't get his shots. Yeah, he has too many mini chlorians. Yeah. So like that really get your vaccination. That was something I would totally just like rip out of the script completely. Yeah. It's yes, like please. no. Um, I like what you said with the conversation Palpatine and Anakin had because I think that yes, one thing that Star like if we're focusing on this magical family called the Skywalkers, mm-hmm. we should probably dive more into the to the mythos of the universe and yeah. not just like this like quasi political quasi kind of like actiony kind of oh, thing oh, oh, oh. you delve into the ex- like expanded universe which isn't canon anymore <laughs> um there's a lot of really cool aspects to it yes. that really delve into the world mm-hmm. and i would love to see more of that with i want to see someone assemble a lightsaber in one of these movies i want to see him like use the force like in the comics where like luke is okay. like, sitting there and he's like so Such putting cool his shot, lightsaber yeah. together the comic uh the clone wars tv on cartoon network tv thing is mm-hmm. actually pretty good um star wars rebels which i think is out now currently mm-hmm. uh it's a little it's like all right uh it's, it's getting better though, it's and it's, canon I think it's too. it's yeah, it, they are both canon, and it, I think it's oh. setting. Apparently, they're starting to add things in that are going to be referenced or cross referenced into the moon movies as well. Mm. Wow. That only like people that are like actually observant will pick up on, which is cool. Which yeah. is what I think like those like cross references should be as, and yes. not a tie into like another movie or shared universe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the in uh, the Clone Wars, it talk it gets more into the mythos of the origins of the Sith and the Jedi in like season four on, and like that's like the return of Darth Maul, and mm. like everyone's just like, what, what? That's crazy. There's a there's a huge thing and about Darth Maul that's like revealed throughout the Clone Wars, and that and to me that's one of the things that makes it really watchable. Yeah. It's like, heck yeah, this is cool. And the same thing with uh, General Grievous is like in the movies, he's kind of like. He's kind of portrayed as cowardly. He has such a cool he's backstory. So cool. He is so cool. I read up on it. Like I did some reading on his backstory. Yeah. The dude was like a famed like like hunter yes. slash what? like like assassin in his early days, and like he was like tricked by Dooku to like serve, and then like eventually like he was like forced into like this like cyborg body because he like suffered some crazy injury, and Count Dooku was like, "I'm gonna make you into the ultimate Jedi killing machine." Yeah. It's because so cool. even before then, like he was trained to hunt Jedi specifically. Mm-hmm. And then Count Dooku built his body to make him even more capable of killing multiple Jedi at once. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, in the movie, in the movie, he just runs and then gets killed. Yeah, it was like, found. no, what? No, yeah. he's so cool. Or like, and there's one uh, episode because I haven't seen the entirety of the um, the Clone Wars. I saw the f- first two seasons, I think, and a few episodes here and there. But the lair of Count Dooku, where it's um, you know he's a vampire, right? What? Yeah, he count. That's another thing that they at Star Wars needs to get right is that there are so many cool aspects that w- w- so. The six, seven movies we have touch on maybe 15, 20% of what is actually in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. George Lucas probably didn't even know what he was starting. But thankfully, for to like, honestly, I think this is like a result of like a collective think tank mm-hmm. that's allowed so much room for the Star Wars universe to grow. Yeah, George Lucas may have started it. But, you know, like, now that everyone's contributed to it, there's like not really one sole person that we can give credit to. It's yeah. like everyone. The expanded universe, the TV series, like J.J. Abrams didn't take on it. Like, mm-hmm. everyone, like, it's a massive thing. And according to the history of Count Dooku, he's a vampire. Or it was, or is, or uh, like did. Yeah. Like, there are vampires in the Star Wars universe. Hello. So cool. <laughs> if, it, that like, would be The a, more you look into the universe, it more the more it feels like a fantasy than a sci-fi, almost, in a way. like yeah. well, A futuristic a, fantasy, yeah, honestly. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, I, which is so cool, and I so want them cool. to explore it more. So... Which bring like so you know how like Marvel's kind of like doing like the different type genres for mm-hmm. like their superhero movies like the espionage, the yeah. fantasy, the mm-hmm. the action adventure, the explorer kind of one. Like, what if Star Wars? I think Star Wars is starting to do that, that too. With I'm Ro- excited. With Rogue One yeah. coming out, that's going to be your spy espionage movie. Mm-hmm. What would be cool is if they did like a uh, like a like a horror esque movie featuring like the story of Count Dooku and that vampire yeah. side or. Cool. Or like Darth Maul's kind of shindig, because that I mean, even though it's like a Clone Wars TV show, yeah. it was still kind of scary. Yeah. Like I was like, we're talking about the Sith here. That was weird. Spook- it was the awesome. Sith can be pretty Dark, spooky. Yeah. One thing, um, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I've, I was actually thinking, I think talking to somebody about it recently, might have been you, Mason, is I really, really like um, where they're going with. The thing is, when they first, when Disney first bought it, and they're like, hey, we're making more movies. I'm like, uh, okay. No! Um, okay, cautiously <laughs> optimistic. Um, but so they announced three of the new movies and then, you know, the spinoffs. And I don't think there's any other way it could work. Because, you know, you watch The Force Awakens, it f- kind of feels like the old movies. But Rogue One, of course, it's not out yet, but I'm sure it will feel completely different, both cinematically I'm and tone. Excited and theme. for Rogue One. And I think all the spinoffs are going to kind of. It's going to introduce that. some new concepts, too, that maybe just the average moviegoer will be new to. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think if I remember reading correctly, one of the characters, he's that, uh, that Asian guy, mm-hmm. he's blind, yeah. but he feels the Force. He's not a Jedi or a Sith. He's a Force wielder, and I think that's was oh, something that so they cool. that's yeah. something kind that of a they neutral. yeah that's something that they hinted on in Force Awakens with what's that uh, that old Ma- alien Roz? yeah Ma- Ma- Maz or Ma's something she's a Force some, yeah. user she's not a Sith or a Jedi yeah what's cool is that Star Wars is not just introducing you to the good guys and the bad guys which we'll get into later because mm-hmm. the Jedi are idiots and the Sith aren't bad people mm-hmm. um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, there is more than just the black and white. The Force is everywhere and everything, not just midi-chlorians, which I wish they really would it's, take it's out bad. because that ruins it. Mm-hmm. Everyone is... Pe- some people are more uh, sensitive to the Force than others. Not everyone is a, is a lightsaber-wielding monk or bad monk. Like There are people who can see <laughs> the future through the Force. There are people who are able to heal themselves through the Force. Like It is a, it is a life force in this mm-hmm. universe. It is a very, very present life force in it, and almost like a, like a god kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, 
they're introducing it through this guy that's like blind but he can see through the force like that's crazy to me like yeah. how cool is that and then there's like going to be the introduction of the gray jedi i think that's yes. something that they're trying to hint on in rebels i'm not sure um <laughs> and then like just like the history of the gray jedi too mm-hmm. and like the fact that mace windu exists is awesome because he is a jedi who uses mm-hmm. dark side style combat he's able to access the rage that the Sith are known for and yeah. use it in combat, but yet he's unaffected by it. He doesn't turn and to that, the dark side. And that's, mm-hmm. that's such that's a so cool idea, it both, like, in so many ways, like, just, like, the morality of, you know, like, what is good, what is bad, what is dark in general, and, like, w- how do you control it? And then the fact that he can do it and, like, just channel his rage and just... just the Sith. Which makes me even more mad because he literally took down Darth yes. Sidious. Mm-hmm. Oh, can we just talk about, okay, let's just take like five minutes to break down that scene. Power. Unlimited power. Yes. No. I think, oh, oh, no, no, no. What is the actor's name who plays um, Palpatine? Let me look it up. What is his name? I adore him as Palpatine. I think he is one of the... <laughs> Adore him. You sound like you're like this, like really cute He's old. Adorable. He's adorable. He's so angry. It's like, oh, buddy, calm. You need to hug. So, um, we do not reflect the b- views of BBU. <laughs> oh man, like so. I one thing that I've also noticed too, um, especially like in the prequels, I feel like that George Lucas is really like trying to make it like this really complicated like like philosophical take on culture and everything and he's like we gotta Classic like George. he's wanting to make it like <laughs> like this like really intense like mm-hmm. deep like lots of stuff going on uh what was it mason ian mcdermott mcdermott better not be mckellen because uh, oh that'd be awesome <laughs> um mcdermott okay that's the that's palpatine yeah um but like he's like trying to make this like this this like the, he's trying to put too many like st- genres or st- or mm-hmm. like plot into this movie or themes in his movies like when like when you watch the prequels it's like the first thing you hear about is like the jedi are going to make a treaty with the trade federation it's like wait what the freak they're they're diplomats now what that's that's one of the biggest complaints i have about the um the originals (laughs) it does not dive into the intricacies of intergalactic trade at all oh my gosh (laughs) which so frustrating which would be a fantastic Standalone film. If they like actually did a movie, that's kind of <gasps> like that's like a like a like like uh like a more of like, like a political drama, like The West Wing, but filled with Star Wars. House it's of like, Cards oh. meets Star Wars. Not House of Cards because I want like Kevin Spacey. In it could be like Princess Leia or something like that. I don't really at, agree. I don't really like. I mean, House of Cards is great, but I don't think it's very accurate in no. the way that they're portraying politics. Oh, I'm sure, like not in the aspect like shady deals are going on, sure. but just like in the way that ha- things are handled. Yeah. I think the West Wing is a lot more accurate in that sense, but I think I would love to see like a West Wing version of Star Wars where they're focusing on on the the government, like on the Empire ruling because it's the, such a intricate the galaxy. galaxy, you know, it, yeah. it would lead to a lot it's of like cool the Emperor. There's no way he can rule the entire galaxy. And yet he like sets aside ambassadors and governors to mm-hmm. govern like different quadrants and stuff like that. But like um he uh <laughs> but like That'd be so cool to watch. It's like a different kind of like a, it's a different Star Wars film. It's more than just the war. It's Star Universe kind of. It's just this big thing on like how how did Chancellor Palpatine go from that to the Emperor? Like mm-hmm. like the the crazy deal he made with the fish people or things like that. Like that'd be such a cool movie. 
another standalone thing would be like a like a film noir mystery, mm-hmm. which episode two, Attack of the Clones, kind of hinted on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are only two scenes of it, but it was probably like one of the coolest two scenes I've seen that I still think about to this day. When Obi-Wan is like exploring the history of the clones yeah. and there's like, oh, your master came and started the deal. Qui-Gon. Yes, yeah. Qui-Gon. Like what? Like there was like it was like almost like they're trying to make it into a conspiracy, yeah. but then they never touch on it ever again. Uh, yeah, and that infuriated me. And I remember watching that because I was I was a youngster when it came out. And that mm-hmm. was my favorite one for the longest time because because um, uh, Yoda fought. Which I okay Yoda using a lightsaber. I say no, but that was <laughs> such a cool scene to watch. Like, I mean, he's so he's cool. the leader of the Jedi, so like obviously he should know how to use a lightsaber. He should, but um, I like. But what, I, what, like, I thought, yeah. Going back and rewatching, he is like a mystical kind of guy, and like we kind of see because in the second one he he fights Dooku with his lightsaber, and then he fights Palpatine using the Force primarily, and you kind of see like that transition, and it's cool, it's there. But I, in my mind, I'd always just imagined him as just this completely wise and violence only when necessary kind of kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was kind of what happened: violence only when necessary. He like fought the Emperor or. Dooku just recently named Emperor. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but like, also another like thing too. Like, they have their Star Wars is set up in a way that there's so much potential. It's ever growing. There's so many stories they could do. The gaps between movies are pretty big enough to make another film about. Like, I would love to see like a like a noir style film on Boba Fett hunting. Yeah, like a certain someone, whether it's Han Solo. How? Because apparently it's it's um. It, it's implied that there's a history between Han and Han, uh, and Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I would love to see if they ever came across each other when they were younger, or like maybe dive more into why what drove Boba Fett more to being a bounty hunter. Because yeah, I know in amazing. Attack of the Clones, you see him like hold up the head of his dead father after mm-hmm. he got beheaded by Mace Windu. But that's it. Most people yeah. like don't ever step into that line of work that they've been so negatively affected by. So it'd be cool to see for him go from that weak, vulnerable moment to being like one of the most intense yeah <laughs> bounty hunters in the in the galaxy like yeah. what happened and how does he know han so well and why is he working for java or like a mobster style like like yeah. crime syndicate movie with java and his crew like yeah. that's that'd be so tight that would be so cool and oh. the, the thing about that boba movie is like that sets up so so easily the classic like type of noir the rags to riches to his own destruction back to like a middle ground just kind of doing what he knows best and it would flow so so well it, yes it it's, would it's set up, it's almost like they meant to set it up almost almost yeah so uh, there's so many different direct there's so many different directions that they can go with now at this point and the fact that they're still focusing on one family kind of irritates me yeah and that's- there's one okay there's one okay so how much have y'all like looked into like i haven't delved as much as i would like to but how much have y'all delved into like the origins of the uh, Jedi, the Force, like Force uh, users. I have a while ago. I'm a little rusty, though. So it's kind of like the original Jedi Order, like, tried to balance the dark side and the light mm-hmm. side. And then eventually, like, people, like, leaned solely on the dark side and, like, started the Sith cult and, and whatever them, and all this yeah. stuff. And eventually, like, there was this war against the both of them. And there's all these, like, pivotal, really grand just Knights of the moments. Old Republic. Exactly. Yeah. And I would like to see, I think it'd be cool to see a whole new series because this could be like a new series yeah. if we wanted to like diverge from foundations this foundations of the force foundation kind of yeah like maybe even a trilogy a new trilogy of sort of like the beginnings and we could sort of follow both sides of what, these forces what about a star wars tv show 
but, mm. but like a live action. Do we I would think rather Star rather, Wars Rebels. The live action. Do we think it could I'd work? rather let's, see a tr- I'd rather see a that. trilogy of the origins yeah. instead of a TV show. Of Although the, the way TV shows are going nowadays, I mean, look at The Walking Dead. Like that's a progressive story, but it's a TV show and it works really well. Breaking but with Bad. like this, it would be such a grand scale. You know, it would give take- it the highest of budgets. <laughs> a Netflix Star Wars series, probably. I I wouldn't That'd mind a Mace, a Mace Windu, yes, TV show he or needs an or origin story like, film. Like focusing on one Jedi would be a good TV show, but uh, like, but well, not. <laughs> I think it's the opposite, honestly. I think you would uh, think like a grander story would fit better, uh, depending on the on the Jedi or Sith or whatever character it is. So like Rogue One is a movie. Mm-hmm. I think that would be better as a movie than a TV show. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, I, don't, I don't know what I don't know what they're doing for Rogue One. So maybe after I see it, maybe we'll I can go. Oh, mm-hmm. it's better as a movie, or because like the thing with TV shows, and especially now the way Netflix is doing their TV shows, it is a basically a two-hour movie broken up in like eight episodes, yeah. like mm-hmm. Stranger Things. Um, so, um, uh, I think if we're doing like an origin story of the Sith and the Jedi and how that all formed, I think that would be better suited as like a forty-minute episode TV show. Yeah, I think that's that would what be. I, I think that would be better if they pace it well, though. They have that's the thing. There yeah. can't be fillers. There can't be like if they mimic what Stranger Things did, like story progression-wise. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool to watch. Season one, the discovery of the Force. Season two, the Sith and the Jedi. And season three, and the giant climactic like battle and the characters and the love I triangles mean, and all that. And jazz. I mean, even what what you might be able to do. And I'm just I'm just spitballing here. Um, do what they're doing with the Marvel TV show ser- um, universe. It's connected and they interact. Um, we could have a completely Sith centric show where. It sh- shows they're not just—they're not bad guys. Like that's not them. It's just a different side of the coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say that I—the <laughs> way this, the Star Wars movies portray them, the Sith are actually a little bit more wiser than the Jedi are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny. Like I've made friends really mad because they're like the Jedi. I'm like the Jedi suck. <laughs> yeah, the Sith are way cooler. <laughs> and look, and they're like, well, the Empire. And it's like, yeah, the Empire created thousands of jobs and a stable economy. The Jedi, That's like, true. Aside from ran around doing crazy things. And they literally lied to Anakin as he went through training. Like, almost everything they said to him was a lie. And then Palpatine was like, dude, we can, like, prolong your wife's life. <laughs> Like evil, yeah, evil. What like, kind no. of devil work is this? Like, like, like the Jedi were so bent on like preventing anyone like going to the dark side that they like they completely like dismissed everything altogether. They're really just kind of stuck in their ways. Yeah, kind of the thing, and not really willing to expand their force abilities. Almost like kind of this tradition of the light side sort of dealio. But I feel it, Mace Windu. But that his whole his whole deal, I I don't know. I I, I wish we would ex- we could explore that more. I think, I think uh, what George was trying to do was trying to create a more dumbed down view or version of like philosophy and religion because that's mm-hmm. the vibe I get when I watch these movies. When you talk about the force, when you talk about the dark side and light side and the ethics, it's like, well, cool. Um, tell me about ethics. Before the Empire, there were obviously hints of slaves. After the Empire the slavery theme was kind of gone. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like, wait, so the empire got rid of slaves. That's, that's like, and there's like even a guy like who talked about it on the internet was like, Hey, like, look for it. Like Anakin was a child born in slavery. His mom was a slave. 
And then Darth Vader, like when he was ruling the gal, when he and decision ruling the galaxy, there's like no talk of slaves at all. It's crazy how like that changes. And so I was like, and there's like other things that you notice like in these short space Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> space Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Lincoln in space. <gasps> I'm back. <laughs> Is that Abraham Lincoln? To you? That's my Abraham Lincoln. Did he, did he pick up smoking while he was gone? <laughs> yeah. I'm back. I mean, I'm yeah, back. the Empire built the Death Star, but look at how many jobs that created. So, <laughs> you know, I I took a quiz and uh, about like what what job you would have in the Star Wars universe, and it was a uh, Death Star laser operator. And I thought, <laughs> I wonder if they work on commission, like every planet destroyed. It's like. <laughs> 20 also, bucks. <laughs> 20 space credits. Here's a 20. <laughs> Here's a 20. Good, good work. Good work. Yeah, so that was like my little... Keep my it little... up, Lahovich. <laughs> <laughs> Might oh, get a promotion. Uh, oh, oh, I have a question. I have a question. Okay. What do you guys think of The Force Awakens as a whole? Uh... Go yeah. first, Mason. <laughs> no, I want to hear. I want to hear. No, 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 Mason, no, you go no, first. No, no, I'm just going to ex- be me and Jordan going back and go forth. Go first. I'm, not, I'm just... Ex- I adore it. I... Love The Force Awakens. Mason, you say your input because I know Jordan feels very differently. I I like The Force Awakens. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, but looking back on it, you know, in the theater, I was head over heels it, for it. It was a great popcorn movie. It was a great popcorn movie. Like Once I, I stepped away from it, I was like, New Hope? You know, like I stepped away and I thought about it and I was like, did I just, <laughs> did I just watch The New Hope? I did, but <laughs> I'm... <laughs> A new hope. Is it? What is it? It's a new hope. It's the new new hope. So, the new hope. But <laughs> newest of hopes. But I was sad. I was fine with rewatching a new hope. So, <laughs> so my old boss. Shout out to Stephen Coxon. Uh, shout out. When I when it came out, I asked him. I was like, Hey, have you seen Star Wars? Have you seen The Force Awakens yet? And he and the first thing he said to me, No, I've already seen that movie. Why would I go see it again? And I was like, It just came out. Have you already seen it? He was like, I, I've already seen the new hope. Like, I don't need to see it again. And I was like, oh, Ooh. I see what you did there. Oh. Like, it was funny. Burn. And then, and going to see, I saw it two times in the theaters. And then when it came out on DVD, we watched it at a friend's house. Um, when I went to go see it, I was pumped. I was amped. I was excited. I haven't Me seen too. a Star Wars movie in theaters since, and I'm young, so I'm like 20, I'm 22 years old. But I haven't seen the first Star Wars movie in theaters since Phantom Menace when it came out in theaters. Or, or the, I, I've seen all the prequels in theaters, I basically. I was, I was too young. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think I watched uh, the third. I, I watched the, saw third. the third. I saw the third. Oh, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, the third was a big deal for everybody. Apparently, the intro <laughs> was very good. By the way, yeah. I, let's just point that out. Like, anyway, sorry. Anyways, so the space battle. <laughs> oh yeah, space battle. It was. It did set up. It was a very well set up. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but like nostalgic wise, it was awesome. It was cool seeing everything and all that. And then it was just like, uh. Han Solo and Chewie came on. I'll never forget the moment, like when they appeared on the trailer. Yes. I was just like, "Oh my god, yes!" And then when they showed up in the movie, wow. I and think like, oh everyone died. God. Like, yes. had like had like a moment of like shivers, you know. And it then was... like the the nod to the Millennium Falcon, yeah, like, Jakku, whatever. And they're just like, "What? It's there!" Like it was like yeah. so cool. That's the thing though, because like you're in the theater, all these amazing things are happening, and then you step away from it, and you're like. <sighs> Oh, you another, think about it a little. Another, it was really, really good, but I, it was like another so, Death Star, another yeah. nod to Nazi hey, propaganda. Starkiller Base is the coolest name. Can we just agree on that? That was pretty cool, and I like the way they executed the Empire in this. I felt, I, or what? What's their the new first name? Order. Definitely the first liked order. The Nazi vibes. Definitely I liked. I thought. It, I thought it was a cool take. The more Nazi vibes, because they weren't Nazi enough. I, I want to <laughs> point out. I, I just want to mention. I think this is one of the weakest Domino Gleason roles we've seen. 
I don't know. I love Donald like, Gleason. He did, like, he didn't do bad by any, mean, any means, but, like, in every movie he's been in, I loved him. In this one, I was just like... He didn't have the he character. Did, he didn't, well, this, that was the thing. I think, hopefully, in the next one... Well, I, although, I will say, I love him and Kylo Ren kind of doing that, like, child thing to Snoke and be like, hmm, he likes me more. <laughs> Dad likes me. Um, and I really hope they elaborate on that and, like, they steal each other's toys and stuff. Um, <laughs> be totally cool. But I really liked The Force Awakens. I think... Me too. I think it was definitely re- very, very, very reminiscent of uh, a, hope, a New Hope. Um, I think depending on how good episode eight is and what direction they take that, we'll decide more on how I feel about Apparently it's supposed to mirror Empire Strikes Back, which mm. is the best Star Wars movie. Yeah. So this will be probably be the best <laughs> one yet. Um, apparently. Apparently they're doing more of the mythos too, which will be yes. awesome. Be cool. About I'm so freaking time. excited because I feel like it's going to be really focused on Luke, you know, explaining this mythos. Mm-hmm. And which, I'm so excited. Luke is okay. such a cool character. That's another thing. J.J. Abrams does not understand Star Wars. I'm just going to say it. And this is my reason I'd, why. I'd agree with that. This is my reason why. He even gave a TED Talk on this a while back about the mystery box and how you yeah. like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you've seen it. It's it's cool. It, yeah. I get it. It's I understand it. It makes movie and watching interesting now. But he's like so wrapped up in this idea that there's like this hidden secret and you build up to this mystery box and then finally you like reveal the contents in everyone's minds explode like inception it was just like what What? crazy mystery box and he was like yeah the mystery box and he does that in the force awakens because he thinks that's what happened in the empire strikes back or in the new hope with the whole i am your father thing from darth vader here's the deal here's the deal he's trying (laughs) so hard to make everything connect with it It that it doesn't work yeah this is what happened in a new hope uh, in A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back, when Darth Vader revealed he was Luke's father, no one saw that coming because there was no hint to it. There was no prequel that addressed it mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, wait, yeah, can we? At the time, I, I just rewatched the prequels. I'm sorry, not to interrupt you, but they say the names of Anakin's children are Luke and Leia, and it ruins two amazing, amazing plot twists: both that Luke, I am your father, and that Luke and Leia are related. It completely ruins that. Like, if you watch it in order, like, the prequels first, like, if you, like if, say we showed our kids, I mean, sh- well, like, don't... <laughs> I would not, not st- I, I was gonna st- say, don't actually... I wouldn't start anyone with the prequels, personally. Well, they... Uh, rabbit trail here they say the best way that you should and will watch Star Wars, and I, I can agree because I watched it in this order, is episodes four and five. Those set up the story. After five ends, it kind of ends on that down note. Like, mm-hmm. what's going to next? That they call the flashback phase, where you go back, you watch episodes two and three, and then you go and watch episode six and resolve everything. And you're like, wait, where's episode one? We don't talk about episode we don't one. Talk that never about happened. Ep- <laughs> you don't need to watch episode, episode one what? to understand what's going on. Just skip to episode two mm-hmm. and you get the picture. But that's called the machete order, and apparently it's like the best. I, I think it is. I think it's the best way to watch this series. I need series. to go through the I've machete heard order. That. Yeah, I've heard of that. Four, five, two, it. three, six. Best way to watch it. <laughs> and now seven. Six will lead into seven. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so <laughs> the reason why it was such a big surprise was it was like you had no idea who Vader was in this role. You just know he's a bad guy. And at the time, you know, like it was very opposite, like good guys, bad guys, battle. And then it was the whole... Luke, I am your father. Is like, wait, what? They're connected. It's relate. They're related somehow. What the heck is going on? Um, and JJ kind of does that with this whole like, 
who's Ray's parents? Where the flashbacks hint that Ray bel- is related to Luke, and now he's hugging Leia at the end of the movie, or uh, she's hugging Leia at the end of the movie. Is she Wait, Leia's uh, stepdaughter or granddaughter, or what's happening? Or, or wh- who is Ray? Like that's a big day. And who is Snoke? Is he is he Grand Moff Tarkin who survived the explosion? Which is false. That's an internet theory that was immediately proven yeah, wrong. I don't like that theory. Or is he Mace Windu uh, back from the dead? Or is he someone? Or is he is a, that a thing? Mace Windu back from the dead? Apparently, I've never. And heard I'm that. like, oh I, boy, that's what is, bugs me. Is Grand Moff Tarkin the Emperor's master or whatever from A New Hope? When the when no Grand Moff Tarkin was that admiral in yeah. the in the uh, Empire. He was like that. The best theory I've heard is that he was the Emperor's. Uh, mentor that could conquer death or whatever tyrannus or yeah, yeah something like that and that's I the theory he that i've heard that like, <laughs> like but he can conquer death yeah. is the thing is and someone said it was like this whole like yoda thing where it was like he's not actually that big as a hologram he's actually the smaller and like, then there's the jar jar I, I hope he's even bigger in real life than the anyways <laughs> what that's what bothered me was like JJ's like trying to make everything connected or everyone's like mm-hmm. belonging to this special family and it's all like part of this bigger deal and I'm just like no you don't understand Star Wars you you are focusing way too much on the Skywalker family let's step aside the box there's a lot more things we could talk about the Skywalkers don't have to be the central point to Star Wars Star Wars involves the entire universe or the entire galaxy does not have to involve just the Skywalker family let's step away from that but it's just like it it bothered me like I was like, okay, Force Awakens was cool. Special effects were awesome. Kylo Ren was pretty rad. He was Kylo Ren. Yeah. Spoiler alert: was Han Solo's son. Hello, I saw that coming, yeah. but I did not want to see that coming. Exactly. I was mad. Mm-hmm. That's, Again, that's the, same... the mystery box thing. The whole big reveal. This, I'm your son. It's the same exact thing about Ray. I hope J.J. Abrams maybe, 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 maybe Ugh. he's aware of how confined it is, and he's leading. Because I like, I really hope Ray is not related to anybody we know or at least or in- reincarnated of anybody oh, we know God, i don't want her rough. to be another midichlorian jesus thing that <sighs> yeah, would that would ru- yeah. i don't i don't think they would but if they did it would ruin by ruin the way anakin didn't fulfill the prophecy he brought balance back to the force and not by killing uh sidious and himself at the end of return of the jedi he did it when he killed the multitude multitude of useless jedi in episode three <laughs> you know what you're right yeah, I am right because that's what <laughs> that's what happened. He the mur- Sith operated off the rule there should only be two: one master, one a ser- one apprentice, no more, no less kind of deal. Because they knew that's another reason mm-hmm. where the where the Sith were more aware of the Force and than the Jedi. The Sith were like, "Oh, there's way too many of us. We need to eliminate that." Is this the Doctor Strange spoiler? Oh what's, yeah, what's his, too many there's sorcerers. Too many sorcerers. That was, actually, that was actually pretty cool. That, that was, was like, pretty cool. Yeah. That was yeah. I was yeah. like that was cheesy. No, it was awesome. That I'm was wrong. awesome. That was awesome. He like ripped the, like the sorcerer power out of the guy. That was I'm so crippled. Dope. Anyways, <laughs> from Doctor Strange to this now, um, there were just so many Jedi, and they were literally just grabbing kids, and they were just like, "All right, yeah, you have enough midi chlorians. You're gonna be a Jedi now." See ya, bye. And it's like, I want to be a blind neutral they, Jedi, though. What if I don't want to be a Jedi? What, what the Republic did <laughs> is they That's actually... That's an interesting um, thing to... What What would they do if the younglings rejected their teachings? Like, And they were kind of like, yeah, I don't want to be a Jedi. Soylent I'm, Green. So... <laughs> <laughs> Soylent Green is people! Soylent Green is Padawans! <laughs> there we go. Well, no, it's like... <laughs> it's like... The Jedi are like they kind of view themselves and like we are the righteous group. We understand everything. We know it all. We are pure. We are, 
we're we understand we are good we are everything good in this world and it's like no you're not <laughs> like you guys are a little corrupt yourselves they can do a jedi mind trick and they hang around politicians does that not terrify you at all like in this, within the Star Wars universe, <laughs> you you should be in the Star Wars universe, like as a <laughs> you, you should just be like, guys, 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 guys. Jar Jar Binks is the mastermind behind everything. No, no. wait, wait, wait. You see him talking and rambling and behind. There's okay. There is a video or oh an boy. article talking about how Dar Jar Jar is the supreme mastermind yeah. behind it. If you go to, I, yeah. let me double check and see if it's actually still up there. My there brother is a website. heartedly believes in this <laughs> and <laughs> preaches how, how the wonders. Old, how old is your brother again? 13. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it still exists. Darth Jar Jar. Darth Jar Jar dot com. And it is this entire <laughs> web page. They bought their own web page. <laughs> it is this web page dedicated to the conspiracy that Jar Jar Binks is not just some dun, dumb, My stereotypical fish alien. is the comics, <laughs> where it's like him is wearing the Jedi cloak, and then he's like going all <laughs> like crazy. Like You can find like comic slides oh of like gosh. Darth Jar Jar is like full on Sith, <laughs> like taking on like Luke or whatever, like all this crazy stuff. Apparently he is Look the mastermind behind everything, and... <laughs> Oh my gosh, there's just so many articles about this, and uh, it's a, one, probably one of my favorite websites at the moment. Like, this is brilliant. <laughs> Anyways. Go check it out. But, yeah. Dark like, Dark Dark. <laughs> the Jedi, are, they're just not as polished as they could be. And so, like, Anakin kind of did the galaxy a favor by saying, all right, um, so... Execute Order 66, Order right? 66. Yeah, so... Order 66 <laughs> makes no sense. Can we talk, Can we just point yeah. that out? Ah, it bothers me. So that's one of the, that's one of my biggest things. Is you <laughs> clearly see one of the most iconic moments in Star Wars to me is when um, Ben Kenobi cuts off the dude's arm in the cantina. Okay, lightsabers, weapon of the Jedi, very clearly explained. Nobody cares. There, like nobody cares that there's a Jedi still alive. Like nobody cares. <gasps> one reason being that maybe a lot of time has passed, and maybe the Empire has done its best to hide evidence that Jedi ever existed. It still bothers me. That so the point much. to where people are just like, "Whoa, that is a weird lightsaber. That is a weird space sword that can your cut blaster things. is stationary." Like what? <laughs> what is going on? That's another thing. The Jedi don't seem to care about improving their weapons and technology. The Sith at least tried. Not they, very innovative. Yeah, they're not innovative. Like that's why they like died the off. Jedi. <laughs> yeah, the Jedi like <laughs> have the same like style, just with different colors. Dumb and then dumb. the dark side's like, hey, check this out. I put two lightsabers together. Zoom, zoom, zoom. And then Kylo <laughs> Ren's like, hey, check this out. I got like a like a bro. Like, check out my lightsaber. <laughs> like my lightsaber has like other smaller lightsabers stick out from the side, <laughs> so I can like stop a lightsaber. And it's just it's like. Okay, those are kind of cool. And apparently, there's like, like if you go into the expanded universe, which is not canon well, by the way. Well, there's like apparently like axes made out say, of sabers, battle axes, battle axes and so like, cool. and there, like you see a little bit of that on the light Star side. Wars Rebels and Clone Wars. Um, like in the expanded, what was her name? And Darth Sidious bodyguards. So yeah. cool. That's another thing too, by the way. They cool. are force sensitive, and they're trained by Sidious himself. And their staffs they hold turn into lightsabers. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so yeah, I. <laughs> what we're talking about, Darth Jar Jar? <laughs> Darth Jar Jar, man, that's a thing. DarthJarJar.com. Go view it. Go read about it. Go have your mind blown. What are your final thoughts on the Force Awakens, Jordan? I get what J.J. Abrams did. Mm -hmm. I don't think he should have done that. I should. I think he should have been more riskier with his directing and with the script 
I think. Um, I get the whole homage. Like, I, he even explained it. He was like, hey, this is an homage to the original classics. This is also a way to introduce people that are newer to the Star Wars universe. Um, um, but I, I don't think that that is the best way to do it. I think he should have been way more riskier um, on that. I, I agree with you to an extent, um, you know. Now, something... I, I've talked about before on this podcast, something I really, really want to see. We have a Force-sensitive Ewok. Mm. Star Wars, the Force Ewokins. And Gosh dang it. I have brought I, a page of the script. I am <gasps> going to murder you. Now, okay, well, just okay. a bit of... Um, <laughs> just Can a, we be different characters? Yeah, absolutely. Um, would you like to be... Uh, the new chief of the tribe, Grayson. Gerb Derb. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be Gerb Derb. Or okay, so Jordan can be Wicket, and I will. I will. Will you read over? Narrate. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm trying to f- pull up the script okay. right now. I'm Go having ahead. troubles. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Caleb wrote a script for this. <laughs> I I actually wrote it. I uh, don't. I can't believe this. I. You can believe. It. You've I'm heard happy. it. You've heard it first. On let's be real. I'm happy. <laughs> 2018. It's on the All slate. Right. Just give us. Do you have it up, Jordan? Um, I will bring it up as I continue I, I, I my s- closing thoughts on The Force mm-hmm. Awakens. Okay. So all in all, it was a great movie. Lots of nostalgic factors. Two, I kind of hate how they still portrayed Han Solo as a scruffy nerf herder. Still, I was like, come on, he's had to like had to settle down and start a family like he yeah. can't still be smuggling even when he's 70 years old old habits die hard <laughs> <laughs> um and oh my gosh Spoiler alert, oh oh one thing oh that scene though that scene was amazing yes it I, was. like i i done very very well i re-watched it um last night actually for like the second time since it was out in theaters wait really no no, no third time sorry i saw it twice in theaters and then for the first time since it was released um, that scene, if you look at the color scheme itself, it's, there's, you know, there's blue and red and they literally take up half of the screen each. And it's like, okay, one's good, one's bad. It's like very obvious in your face, but mm. I didn't really catch it the first time. Although midnight release was half asleep. Um, it, and then like bright as the end, like the, the kind of out, <laughs> the clouds, Jordan just pull up the script in his face. I, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, like as soon as the the clouds kind of cover up <laughs> the outside, the the whole screen has like this red hue to it, and yeah. then you know he he kills dad, and it's like oh dark side, and it's like that was really really good. I liked that. Yeah. Um. Um. But it it was great. But I'm more excited to see what will happen next. Um. I just don't think J.J. Abrams really gets it. He's um, not directing the next. Yeah, one, he's correct? not, which okay. I'm kind of excited about. Yeah. Who who is directing it? I'm not. <sighs> sure. I haven't looked into it like at all. I don't know what his name is. I want to. By the way, I want to see more Captain Phasma. I really do. I, I love going. Apparently, to they're coming back. Apparently, she's coming back yeah. in the next one. She kind of got because she had like what two minutes of screen time. I also like the fact that they took a character Finn, who's like has like literally like no point to existing. And they made him a central character. Yeah. That's what they need to do. They need to stop mm-hmm. saying, oh, because they're a Skywalker. Yeah. And because they're related somehow. It's like, no. just I swear if they make them related somehow. Just pull some random guy out and be like, hey, you're going to be the hero for yeah. the day. It's like, and, all right, cool. And that's one thing I really wanted to see going into this. As I saw, you know, the the first trailer, like the first shot is, there's been an awakening. And then, you know, uh, John Boyega, who plays Finn, pops up in the Stormtrooper costume. And I really was hoping, and we kind of got it, that it's kind of, kind of, be a point of view of a stormtrooper and kind of be like kind of and that's something i feel like the star wars series as a whole has lacked is the 
taking sides from like a minor, like a like a smaller role, you know. Yeah. And because I, I mean, if you think about like the rebellion, like that was a war. And if you think about like the empire, I mean, look at World War Two. Like half the Nazis didn't know what they were fighting for. They were just kids, but they were recruited. And if we uh, got like a well, Hit, uh, youth for Hitler. <laughs> Good times, man. Classic. <laughs> Classic comedy. Um, but, like, I would love to see, like, a point of view, just, like, a Tatooine kid like Anakin just kind of be recruited for the Empire. And then you kind of see him just, like, go through this Well, that's kind of almost what happened with Luke, if, it, if everything, if yeah. <laughs> if uh, fate didn't happen. Because he was like, yeah, after this harvest, I'm going to apply for the Academy. It's like, the Academy was part of the Empire's rule. Like, he was yeah. going to go work for the Empire. Like that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. How cool would that have been if he did? And yeah. then and then Darth Vader was just like, uh, "Yo!" And he's like, "Wait a second! Hey. I know you." Oh snap! <laughs> and then You're Luke's my son. Like, Yo, I promotion. <laughs> yeah, get on up here. Sir. And then, like all the other classmates, are like, "Oh, f- freaking Skywalker! <laughs> I wish yeah. I was entitled like him." Oh, what if we got like a cool like assassination movie? Like they're all jealous and envious <gasps> of Luke, and, and then Luke dies. And then like they nah. like prison shank Luke in his sleep. Okay. I want to get to the wicket. Okay. So, All right. So what so we're about guess, to do so is you're gonna, are you're reading gonna a script. narrate the, oh, yeah. the okay the dialogue. Okay. So, so, so I'm I'm grub gerb 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 in your wicket. Oh, you guys. God. And he's narrating. You want to practice your voices because I have something in mind. I want to make sure you guys get you, it right. What do you? What do you? Gerb gerb is kind of the new up and coming uh, chief. No. And he's, no. He's 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 like grizzled and old. No. That's good. Like yeah, a kind of slightly racist <laughs> Native American. That's good. No. I know we have all had our struggle. Oh, hold on, hold, oh, on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on. And then Jordan, you're you're wicked. No, um, this is um going off of the canon of, of course, Caravan of Courage. Everyone's probably favorite Star Wars movie, <laughs> Caravan of Courage, and then the battle. Is that of the Angler. Christmas special? No, that's ver- no. This is um a TV special. Oh man, Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure, <laughs> and then and then its sequel. Help me, Battle of Endor. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, give us the They're give all us the they're on YouTube because give nobody cares about the copyrights. The okay. Hold on. Jordan, your wicked voice. He speaks I'll keep you surprised. Oh boy. Oh no. Oh, I like this. I like surprises. <laughs> <clears throat> Fade in. Exterior. Ewok Village. The new chief, Gerbderb, is addressing a crowd. Now, I know we have all had our struggle with this Empire. He says a cute he says with cute little air quotes, the other Ewoks. Not in approval. But perhaps they, they're not all that bad. We should help them and invite them back in peace. Wicket looks confused and hurt. But we can't. They're, they'll kill us all. I fought against them and they're not bad creatures. Well, maybe it's because you're such a <laughs> loser. The Ewoks around laugh. Wicket looks very sad and adorable and walks away with his head hung low. Fade to black. Cut to flashes of burning Ewok villages and panicked Ewoks. Wicket awakes in panic. Oh, boy. Wicket goes for a walk in the woods and has flashes back to the war. He approaches what appears to be Logre's hut. Logre, thank you for meeting me in your new hut. Logre, we have to kill Wicket. He's becoming too aware of our plan. <gasps> Wicked gas. There we go. <laughs> Let's go get him now. Ah, 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 ah. Gerbder leaves the hut and grabs his spear and makes eye contact with Wicked as he leaves. Both look at each other and look adorable. Gerderb charges Wicked. Ah! Oh, no, that's you. <laughs> that's Wicked. <laughs> that's Wicked. Gerbderb doesn't ah. Wicked. 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 It's your life. Pushes his hands no, out. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> wicked. Wicked. Right, be- wicked. right before. 
Scream. Just ah! scream. <laughs> Wicket pushes his hands out in fear, and a jolt of electric electricity flies out in chaos. Gerb Derb's body lies uh. smoking on the ground. Wicket looks down at his adorable hands in sadness. He runs into the woods ashamed and oddly pleased. To be continued. What is this, like the Prince of Egypt or something? <laughs> <laughs> now, in case Moses, guys- come back! <laughs> I am Pharaoh! <laughs> in case you guys aren't aware, um, Logre is actually that uh, Ewok. <laughs> with- he's that the- that he's- stands low and he- is gray. <laughs> oh, He's the yeah, actually he's um <laughs> he's the the local shaman. He's the one in uh, Return of the Jedi with the skull. Oh cap. yes, yeah. Mr. Logre. Absolutely. Oh. Grub Dub would always seek. He Lowe's was like grade. the most terrifying Ewok. For Absolutely. Me. I was like, I where was where's my homie Logre when I need him? Right. So that's kind of a rough um, idea of how I want the tone to be. I want it to be very emotional. Um, he you know he goes in the woods and he just kind of like meditates on. On he just killed his new leader, but his new leader wanted bad things. Was it self defense? What and was it needed? Did he like it? Maybe and then, he did. And then, you know, years later he um maybe meets or creates BB eight, because BB eight's also adorable. I just want this to be an adorable yet emotional movie. I want there to I, be I no don't. middle ground. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I want Wicked. Jordan, come on. Jordan, come on. I don't support this. This is the movie Hollywood <laughs> needs. No. No, it's not. <laughs> um gonna revolutionize everything yeah. we know. But I'd yeah. rather I'd rather have a Sith origin story than this. I'm it, sorry. Uh, who's to say this isn't? Yeah, this, Jordan. The Sith came way before the the this this scene. Oh, um, plot twist. I'm sorry. It's a trilogy. Second one is literally Back to the Future too. <laughs> Just with Ewoks. <laughs> Low gray. We have to go back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Well. Thank you for listening to this episode. Is that Let's is that it? We, is that really it? I, Wow. Uh, <laughs> Are we going to end on that? I think that's a good place to end. Gosh. <laughs> Hold on. Do you guys have anything like you would want? Because Okay, so the names of the trilogy, of course, is uh, Star Wars The Force Ewokens, <laughs> Wicket, and Lord, then- Lord, take me now. <laughs> and, then, and then W3. W3? Yeah, oh, no. like T2, like oh, Terminator no. 2, because <laughs> Hollywood likes that, and I like it too. A Just, good day to Ewok. <laughs> uh, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Ewok Carter. <laughs> just kidding. That's the. It's just W three. I'm still trying to decide if we want a sec, like a, you know, subheader. Um, <laughs> I really like um, perhaps the Son of Wicket. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a Son of the Mask thing because everybody loved that movie. No, um, that was one of the worst movies yeah, ever I made. Took Hollywood by storm. <laughs> oh no, Son of the Son Mask, of Mask was, was awful. Terrifying. It's terrifying. Um, that's good. Um, I'm excited for Rogue One. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even <laughs> talk about Rogue One or where we want. Uh, I'm excited uh, that uh, with the tone. I hope this takes a whole new tone it, of I, the I, Star Wars I really universe. Think I, I it think it will. Yeah. Kind of like we talked about, like the three. You know, the Force of Episode Seven, Eight, and Nine will kind of have like the same themes, uh, and a lot of because if you look at like a lot of the framing and shots, they paid so much homage to the originals and just the other ones, like we said with the transitions. Like it felt very similar, and I don't think they're gonna do that with like Rogue One. My one, my one thing. I don't care what they do with it, but my one thing is they have to have Botham, Botham spies in there at some point, <laughs> because in A New Hope, when Mon Martha, whatever her name is, 
t- tells them uh, about the when they're meeting to figure out how to destroy the Death Star. She's like, many Bothan spies died getting us this information. If there's not a single Bothan spy in the Rogue One, I'm going to be like, okay, you just destroyed or ruined everything. And then they'll be like, or did we? Multiverse. What? Botham Spy spinoff. No, but they're like, it, I mean, they have to. Like, if they don't, yeah. they're, it's like, <gasps> they don't. this was like an alternate universe where the rebels fail at this point? Man oh, in the high cool. gal- galaxy. Whoa. Darth Vader In case you haven't, no one knows, there's an Amazon series oh, yeah. called The Man in the High Castle based off of a book of the same title, and it is phenomenal. It takes place star. in a dystopian future where... The Nazis and the Japanese won World War Two, and that's what America, like they, America's they divided. Up. Yeah. yeah, America's divided in half. The Pacific uh, coast, the the eastern side is like the Japanese territory. No, and the western, western, western is Japanese. Eastern is oh, Nazi. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The western <laughs> yeah. side is the Japanese, and the eastern mm-hmm. side is the German uh, is the Nazis, and it's brilliant, well done acting. It's intense. It's suspenseful. Uh, and the High Castle's awesome. Anyways, so yeah, <laughs> Man in the High Galaxy. Muy bueno. <laughs> Cool. Well, cool, <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, this flew good, by good. for us. Yeah. I hope you guys kind of not tune out this poor choice of words. Just kind of li- enjoy listening to us talk and kind of really get into it. Um, again, we'll figure out some way for you guys to contact us. Um, Star Wars. Star Wars. I believe. Are we gonna do that thing with SoundCloud where we're gonna? Yeah, I'm posting it. Yeah, so we uh, we put a lot of these on SoundCloud and iTunes right now. Um, and the intro outro music we. We'll use the official Let's Be Real page to like the music we're using. So if you hear a song you like, feel free to uh, just look at what we've liked. And <laughs> you can find it there. there. That's kind of how we're doing if it. If not, right we're we're in the process of getting, if you're really interested in the music we use, we're in the process of getting a, getting it to you in a way that you're like, oh, that's what that is mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're working on it. Yeah. I, like I said, this is like what our fourth episode now. Yeah. We're still learning as we go. So. Mm-hmm. But th- yeah, this is great fun, guys. I yeah, I uh, good fun. I really hope everyone enjoys it and <laughs> definitely tune in next week because we will have something, uh, something else planned. We'll figure it out. Let's be real. We're still working on. Let's it. be real. <laughs> All right. This All has right. been. This has been. Let's be real with the uh, the three of us the dynamic Mason, trio. This is uh, Caleb Mason and me, Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> We're gonna sign me, off Mason. now. <laughs> All right. Good night, people. You stay classy. Good night, sweethearts.